All right, dude. Hey, man. Um, we talked recently about me traveling, but it sounds like uh, the Park family is on the move. <laughs> we're uh, we're heading up to Seattle on Wednesday. We're recording this on a Monday before this comes out. So when this comes out, um, save for Grace, uh, we there the socials will be very quiet for the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. And then Susie's going out of town, so I'll have the kids all weekend uh, for her birthday with uh, some girlfriends. So, you know, going crazy. In all of that, I probably will, um, I don't know what I'm going to do with the kids. You know, uh, I think like, oh, do I take them to a baseball game? I'm going to try to maybe go to a baseball game up in Seattle. Um, And uh, I mean, do you have cable at your house? Oh, okay, we don't. Yeah, we same with us. So, yeah, because the, Di- the Dodgers signed that 25-year deal in 2013, we can't watch Dodger <laughs> games, even though what's nice is T-Mobile gives us the MLB.TV for free every year for like the past 10 years. Like we just get MLB.TV. The problem is, is even VPNs can't get around MLB's blackout restrictions still. Right. So we, for the most part, don't watch the games anymore um, unless I hear way in advance that it's going to be on like KCAL or something. Um, we don't get to see the games, but in that, you know, you, you know, we were really into the Dodgers the year that they, uh, went to the world series, uh, in 2017, obviously they went last year and won finally, but in 2017, we went to two Uh games, two games, we went to game one and game seven. It was very exciting. Um, and, uh, wow. And in game seven, it was kind of a heartbreak because everybody wanted Kirsch to start. Uh, and they started, uh, you Darvish who he had been sort of shut out game three and but he's a great pitcher so we were hoping that we would get to see a great game when we went to game seven and it was not that way um turns out though that so dodger fans turned against you darvish i don't like turning against our own players all that much um right uh but dodgers fans turned on him he did not re-up his contract and i think he felt he owed it to dodger fans not to stay in la um and i can understand that so uh, he went to the Cubs organization. Now he's down in San Diego. And I was like, well, let me look up you, Darvish. Let me see what he's up to, what, how he's doing. He's got a 309 ERA, which is pretty good. So I was like, well, how are the rest of the mm. Dodgers lineup doing? You've got uh, Gonsolin, who's got 283. He's pretty good. David Price, who didn't pitch at all last year when we went to the World Series and won. Um, he's got a 3.12. So you, Darvish, has got him beat a little bit. Then you've got Walker Bueller. He's uh, throwing a 2.37. He's our ace right now, right? Uh, you got Julio Urias. He's throwing yeah. a 3.78. So you've got at least two pitchers in the starting rotation who are doing not nearly as well as you, Darvish. Uh, and then I was like, oh, well, how? what are the NLS standings? And the Padres are actually a contender this year. They're only five games back here at the All-Star break. So, you know. All-star break comes, you got trade rumors and stuff like that. I was like, could, w- like, what kind of pitching could we have at our disposal? And unfortunately, you know, the because the Padres are contenders, they're probably not looking to trade you, Darvish. But you always wonder, like, did the Guggenheim group sort of look and think with that kind of ERA, are they thinking, I will steal you back? This is Jimmy Pod. <laughs> I know you wanted a different baseball pun in there, but I got more excited about doing a you Darvish one. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, almost as good as your big ass Eno. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't even work in the Trevor Bauer story, but that's okay. So uh, the song is "I Will Steal You Back." I don't have any home housekeeping. I don't think Ho- who's keeping. Okay. Oh, uh, the one thing I did want to work into. Um, I feel like you're more on the stats of things, but I was thinking like, what were we doing? We were oh, when we were digging through the last FM scrabbles for the Patreon episode, and. Then I was like, oh, Spotify shows how many listens a song has, too. We should add those numbers to our uh, research, to our stats. So, like, you can say how how many streams a song has on according to Spotify. And uh, and I'll try to remember to do Last FM as well, but maybe uh, you could have it on your radar. Because I think that's good data. I clicked it last time, and I mm-hmm. think uh, because I clicked it, now it's coming up again. Uh, in fact, for we'll talk about this in our next episode. It, it came up for these these oh. obscure tracks. It comes yeah. up as a relevant search result. So yeah, it is very intriguing to see the global stats for any track on Last yep. FM, and then also that uh, that personal one because I was surprised again for these tracks that I never thought ever saw the light of day. Yeah, it's like those things. Like I know I heard this somewhere. Yeah, I clearly did because there's a yeah. certain point in time I can <laughs> I have facts that say I listened to it. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the song is I Will Steal You Back. The album is Damage. Uh, this has an ASCAP entry that's not very interesting. Uh, it's track number five of ten, or six of eight, if you're talking about the iTunes session that this appears on. It was released on June 11th, 2013, produced by Alan Johannes and Jimmy Eat World, mixed by James Brown. Uh, recorded at Alan Johannes's house, uh, written <laughs> by Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, sung by Jim. No featured players on this track. It's an RCA slash exotic location recording notable high notes of f sharp four notable low notes of e3 and d3 they have played this 321 times this is a big one man it was so much bigger than i thought it was gonna be um (laughs) when we were like oh uh let's do a couple episodes before i go out on vacation (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, they first played it in concert on April 20th, 2013 at Fingerprints Music in Long Beach, California. And we've got plenty of video to show that. I was not at that show. Uh, I think I was at work that day. And uh, and they, I was because I watched the live stream of it, which they had up on JimmyEatWorldOnline.com. Man, look at uh, you. And, uh, and so I live streamed it from work. I remember that. Uh, most recently played June 15th, 2019 at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium in San Francisco, California. And what did I say here? 321 times, 95 times alone in 2017. That was the most they ever played it uh, in a year. It is a B minor song. Uh, that's a 10A Camelot, 162 BPM. So that's... Uh, you know, that's uh, a cool, yeah, I'm trying to think, that, is that good driver. driving music? Yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 329 duration. Uh, and I, I did my due diligence. I made lots of notes about the, how the song sounds because I didn't look at the lyrics at all. So let's get into the lyrics and I'll talk about okay. how the song yeah, sounds. Yeah. There was one comment that, you know, that when we, uh, just to kind of like look behind the curtain here, uh, when we go ahead and I'm assuming you operate the same way, have a new song. Uh, I will go back to the most recent song that we've done for that album. And for the most part. My template. sometimes I, I will. I didn't do it this time, but yeah. And I understand you're changing your you're upgrading your whole process to be more. Ah, I don't know if I'm sold yet, but yeah. Okay, okay. I gotta figure uh, out a better way to do this. <laughs> but. Uh, but I look before I de- <laughs> before I delete my previous episodes notes. I go and just briefly look at them, and so it. 
And I try not to look at them too closely because I don't want it to influence my outlook when we're doing these newer episodes. So when you dupe a a song's notes... You don't dupe the previous episode. You dupe the previous album's exactly. song. Exactly. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I, hmm. I like that. You do? Yeah. Okay, me too. And, and partially it's because I have a lot of the stats, and I'll, I'll change the track number and, and the track title and things like that, but I'll also get a brief look at the notes. Yeah. And so my comment that I have uh, musically, and I imagine this is when we get to that after the lyrics, we can talk about this stuff. Um, I, I erased it. And then I listened to it closely because you said you listened to this intently. So did I. Uh, And there's a certain spot that I wanted to bring up in this track. And it's just one of those characteristics of this entire album damage that we've commented on before. But for people that are listening to just this episode, if you're in it for I Will Steal You Back, is um, there's a comment that I wanted to make again on uh, orally. I think I know the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Orally. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Orally. Just how this, this song sounds. So let's go ahead. And jump into the lyrics. Not a lot of lyrics, even though if I'm looking right at my lyrics, my annotations uh, span across the top half. And that's just that just means that the chorus uh, right. is I, repeated many times or there's only a couple of verses. So, And I did say the genus annotations are hilarious because it's one annotation on <laughs> every chorus, <laughs> which is right. really funny. And it's, it, it's just. Yeah, it's just silly. So, anyway. do you get points or something for individual I think annotations? So, yeah. so that maybe that's yeah. how, what they're doing. Yeah, they're just trying to uh, uh, get past the system. Break unless the... the system itself is like, okay, well, we'll highlight every line in the song. That's that true, and maybe yeah. we, we would talk to them about. It and they said, well, there's no way for me to say this is the chorus repeated x amount of times. Right there, you go. Okay, fair enough. All right, I take back my crit- my criticism. So. Uh, let's see. We start this song off with the way you pull me in. Sometimes I almost feel the picture in my head is just too real. That's a lot. That's a lot of words to be fitting in this yeah. intro. Uh, and partially, it's due to how he meters his right. Uh, and like, I'm gonna look at uh, real quick. And I think this is what you're getting at. I'm gonna look at Jim's handwritten lyrics that the band tweeted out May 22nd, 2013. So I can see how it's punctuated and there's no punctuation. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. And there's no punctuation. But just imagine like with the B, the BPM, you said it was like 182, 186. One, 162, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. 162, 162. Um, you know, you, you can kind of snap to it, right? Like a one, two, yep. three, four. So this is this first line is actually fit into that those those four beats. So the way you pull me in sometimes I almost feel. So a lot of yeah. a lot of words in there, but he fits it in. Uh, it, it seems like something out of a notebook, but he's actually worked this in into the meter. Uh, and then the second line is the picture in my head is just too real. Those two lines together, the way you pull me in, sometimes I almost feel the picture in my head is just too real. I feel now, like shit, dude. Jim's handwritten lyrics are different. Uh, oh, really? Because this is copied directly from Genius, right? Correct. This is Jim's handwritten lyrics for those first couple lines. All right. The way you pull me in, sometimes it almost feels. This picture in my head is just too real. Okay. Now, obviously, these are negligible, but they are different. Is it because he has the serial killer handwriting? Is that why? (laughs) No, uh, no, it's very clear that I'm not misreading it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because he writes in all caps, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Okay, he's a he's a caps man. I like it. I he's like a that capsman. about him. Yeah, <laughs> capsman. Uh, 
And so with those two lines, I feel like he's just now at this ver- at this first point in the song, he's reflecting on just how drawn in he is to this other person. I mean, let's just assume it's again a guy and a girl. Um, just how drawn in he is to her. Like their whole relationship is surreal. Like the picture in my head is just too real of what we have going on. So kind of sets you, uh, gives you uh, an idea of where we're going with this. However, things do change. So in the second half of verse one, it says, um, it's going to be how it is. There's some things you don't change. I'm done with telling myself that story. And again, a, a lot being said in that first line. Uh, but what they're saying, I believe, is that they sense a change um, in the air. And I sense a change in his tune here uh, that he's realized that he isn't changing for anybody else. Uh, and there is just some things that won't or don't change in a person. I think this person, this the uh, the singer here, the the narrator, has come to that realization that maybe they've done this a few times in this relationship. And there's, uh, it's just, this is just going to be how it is. There's some things you don't change. I'm done with telling myself that story with trying to fool myself into this, this false sense of like security, this false sense of appreciation. And we also have to remember that this whole album is, is essentially what the adult breakup album, right? Yeah. Uh, Supposedly. So uh, this is a song about a relationship and part of a, a larger story. So now they've they've gone from kind of describing to the listener that there's this this almost surreal uh, relationship that I have, but then there's that it's kind of like when it, it, visually describing it in a movie, you've got this you've got those like the Oz the coral Oz in the background, and then it just all wipes out and comes down to like a close shot of this person when they tell you how it really is, yeah. And that's how I feel the second half of that verse is like, I'm done with telling myself that story. It got really real. There's no more yeah. music. There's no more chorus. There's nothing. It's just like, okay, now we're getting into, um, now we're getting into the meat of this song. So then we have the chorus. The chorus shows up after verse one. Um, and this is, these lines sit with me so distinctly because I remember when they were doing all the promotions for this and they would say, new single from Jimmy World. And they would have, how slowly we built <laughs> yeah. the walls. And then coming in, and that was how they they introduced the song. Because that that clip would end with the, I will steal you back. So yeah. these three lines here, very memorable to me. Uh, and they go like this. How slowly we built the walls. In years, they pile on. I will steal you back. And I think this is a description of building up your personal defenses to a point where you don't even realize you've built up this wall. You've been lying to yourself for so long about who you are or who, you, who you're trying to be that you don't even realize that you put up these walls. I don't know if it's like a relationship with yourself. And this is the question that I have here is at the very end of this is I will steal you back. Who is he talking to? Uh, is he talking to himself like I'm going to steal back my identity or is he talking about, mm. which, which is what I initially thought this was about, is he talking about stealing back the girl? Uh, and and I'll ha- I have to admit that, yeah, looking at the track notes, uh, not the track notes, but like the song, um, the song facts page and what Jim had to say about this track, it did, it did sort of uh, influence some of uh-huh. my, my annotations here. But it did make me think, I will steal you back. Who is he actually talking to here? Is he talking to himself or is he talking to this other female? Yeah. And then the second half of the chorus is, 
funny how the smallest lie might live a million times. I will steal you back. Again, I think this is an allusion to either telling a white lie or lying to yourself. And after a while, it's said so many times that you begin to believe it. And that's, would you would you agree that that's defined as like pathologically lying? Yes. Right? You're, I, and I imagine that path, I, I looked up the definition and it does oh, yeah. describe pathological lying as like a, a grandiose or a big um, a, a very detailed lie. Multiple, yeah, multiple but, levels. But yeah, but there's multiple levels to it. And I kind of loosely uh, associate that with these lines here is like when they're saying funny how the smallest lie might live a million times. Like that smallest lie, it lives, it comes up a million times because you're so used to saying it or if that's what feels right to say to that other person. Uh, again, it's like they're, this, this individual, the narrator is reflecting in their own mind um, what am, what am I telling myself? Am I even me anymore? And and again, that refrain back to themselves in themselves is I will steal you back. So yeah. not necessarily a love song. Um, and then we have one last line or one last verse rather that is a little bit different. And this is verse two, and it goes like this: Here we go, here we go. We'll take on so much pain to feel secure, not feel anything. Uh, and again, uh, it feels like now when when he says, here we go, here we go, you know, it kind of reminds me of summer, David, when uh, you're on the beach and like, let's say you're out there with your friends and you're looking at waves and you and you go, oh, yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Right. So that repetition makes me think like a wave is coming on and we'll take on so much pain to feel secure, to not feel anything. Uh, he's seen this before and we lie to ourselves or believe this lie. So there isn't any pain and we feel secure in our situation, our decisions. You, you kind of uh, fool yourself into thinking that, Oh, this is fine. Like, what is it? What is that dog on fire? It's like everything. This <laughs> Everything's is fine. fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. This is fine. You just, you, you've lied to yourself for so much, so many times that it's uh, you're doing it as a, like, like your body defends itself against, Oh, and this is this is really bad. When you get certain kinds of burns, um, and, and the worst kind you can get, what is like a third degree burn, where your body actually actively defends itself against the pain, and all of your I don't know if it was endorphins or something shoots to that area, or they focus on that area mm. and they deaden the Interesting. nerves. That's a, the that's, nerves. that's what categorizes it as a third degree burn. Yes, I think the nerves are damaged. Oh, the wow. nerves are damaged. And maybe that's what it is. And I imagine there's a lot of adrenaline that is associated with being burnt like to that degree. Um, but yeah, so like uh, I think the third degree is all the way nerve damage. Wow. And at that point, I mean, there's there's you would have to get um, hospital assistance immediately. But I imagine that's what I mean, in a very, very loose sense. That's what I think they're alluding to here is that. um we take we'll we'll take on so much pain. We'll deaden ourselves. We'll numb ourselves to be able to take on whatever it is. If it's like not not enjoying the way that we're living, or if it's if it's just like somebody that makes comments toward you, but you're just going to be uh, kind of putting up your wall. Yeah. And okay, here we go. This is the second half of verse two. The last line that I have annotated, or the last lines rather, is I only pick a fight. I know I'm sure to lose. So how can I not hold my hope for you? I love it how it, that first line, I only pick a fight I know I'm sure to lose. It sounds like in this case potentially she might be the aggressor here or he's just given up so much 
mm-hmm. that he's essentially like dead inside and has no fight left in him. Uh, and he'd like to let go. Uh, but I think that the the very last line here that's different from the the chorus that's repeated in the, and then the outro, um, I think that line saves a little bit of face for the narrator is so how can I not hold my hope for you? I think I think that this individual has come to that realization of where they are in their relationship, where they are personally, and what they need to do. And this is the one line that says two things. One, that they're ready to move on and be a different person uh, without this other individual. And also is that, so how can I not hold my hope for you? Is I think that they're also saying in the same breath that I, I hope the best for you in your life. I really do. I hope that you can come to to grips with what's going on, what we've experienced, what we've uh, lived through in our relationship, and then you can learn from it and be a better person. So all of this set up for this one last line, which uh, if if I'm looking at it how Jim intended, is I'm, th- I'm seeing that last final line as that pause where there's no music and it's that moment when the narrator looks back at the, uh, at the other, the protagonist looks at the other individual and just says this line, so how can I not hold my hope for you? I've gone through all this, this period of realization and, and uh, in foundation, and now I'm, I'm, I can only hope the best for you. It's kind of like, yeah. look, let's just uh, agree to be friends and shake, and uh, hey, good, good luck in your life. Yeah, and technically that's the last line of the song, which is a strong ending. Right, yeah, because then they have the chorus. Uh, they have a solo, right? It's a decent solo. Yeah, I'd say a, it's. A, oh, I thought it was sick. I got. Lots I'd of say it's a, about it's a seven. Out I mean, of 10. I, I'm no guitarist, so you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about bendies. Maybe that's why they like doing it live because it's just one of those that Jim can do as a little uh, hunched over the the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got the solo and then the chorus again, and then the repetition that refrain of "I will steal yeah. you back" coming in yeah. again. So. Yeah. Very pretty song. It is. And it's it's a rocker. It's one I don't think about, but it's just so ubiquitous. Like, it's just always in the set. Perfectly good. But I never think to put it on. When I listen to Damage, I'm like, yeah, this song is great. But I almost forget that it was a lead single or, like, anything. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, and not in a bad way. And here, is, let's talk a little bit about the music itself. So, the acoustic guitar at the beginning it's a little twangy uh for me like and i think that's what a lot of people's like you know i was thinking listening to it i wonder you know how people um say that the the record's almost too raw and i mean considering the producer it makes a lot of sense but i was like is this jimmy eat world's pinkerton you know what i mean oh that's really good and then maybe years down the road they're still gonna have that that polarized outlook of it (laughs) correct me if i'm wrong but like Weezer's approach to doing Pinkerton was to kind of harness their energy from their live show on a record, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, who produced that? It wasn't Rick Ocasek again, was it? Pinkerton was actually self-produced. It was self-produced. Yeah. Like you, like you were, you knew in your heart. (laughs) So, so yeah, it's, uh, but what's funny is I do think like the iTunes session version of the song sounds almost identical to the album version. Like when I listen to them back to back, it what's funny is like the vocals sound a little muddier on the record than they do on the iTunes session. Um and uh and so yeah, the other than the twanginess of the acoustic guitar, I have nothing but love for this song. Uh specific, right. if you go to 30 seconds into the song, <laughs> that's I already got this queued up. Uh um, Okay, sweet. So no no no, no go ahead. 30 seconds, but I've I've got the song queued up because I I have a specific moment that I wanted to highlight as well. So oh, perfect. 30 seconds in. So uh 
yeah, there, it's right before the chorus. Zach slams on the snare once this time. And it's right when Jim is singing How Slowly We. And in your head, you're like, oh, yeah, he just does it over the reverb of the ring out of the snare drum. But there's a there's like a there's a synthesizer that does a really interesting thing there um, that they is actually it when Zach hits the snare when he goes, how? Yeah. We? OK. All right. Oh, well, I guess it no, would be slowly. that's the second how time. Slowly. That's when he does it multiple times. Okay. This time, right. Zach slams on the snare and it's just dead silence save for okay. the synth line that's underneath uh, Jim's vocal. OK. All right. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, man. <laughs> it's it's really one cool. of those things I didn't notice. Yeah, and they, and me too. And like I was really trying to intently listen this time. And uh, they recreate it in the iTunes session, um, uh, which is pretty cool. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no way they re- recreated that in the iTunes session. But they sure did. And the bass is super fuzzy uh, on this track. Um, and yeah. so... Uh, in addition to the uh, fuzzy bass, there's I really like the little walk up that he does in the chorus, uh, Rick. Yeah. You know what's funny is he doesn't do the fourth note. He holds. He just the stays third on that note. third one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is shows how intently I listen to this. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I wrote: solo rules. There's hammer-ons, slides, bends, and pull-offs. It's like a masterclass of of technique almost. Um, and what's funny is live, they don't play it exactly the same. And it's almost pretty restrained on the album in terms of like in my head, when I play the solo back, it's more intricate than it actually is on the record. Um, but they're the last like. Like the the last three, four count on that solo has like hammer-ons pull-offs and bends in like the two counts it's really well, kind of cool we're gonna listen to it because i'm gonna pu- i'm gonna play i'm gonna i've got it queued up i'm gonna play through the solo and then there's okay. a moment that i actually want to do m- comment on um and it's not as as gushy and gracious as you are but it's oh, right please, after yeah. the solo so let's listen to that solo with all your hammer-ons and bendies and all this yeah bend Hammer on. Yeah. And pull off. Yeah. Now he's up on the higher neck. Here's the... So sick. So what's what's happening at the end that you don't like? So it's not at the end of that. It's in the next seven seconds, and you can kind of hear it already. Um, And maybe this is just an artifact of Jim getting into the song and singing out a little bit louder, but I feel like there's... And again, I'm not a I'm not a producer. I'm not Alan. Uh, I don't know. You know, I imagine that we have notes down that they recorded at his home studio. Yes. What his home setup was like, but it sounds to me this point, uh, Jim's voice from after the solo all the way through the next seven to ten seconds is noticeably. Um, it sounds like if, and again, this is like grossly um, uh, dramatizing. This is if he was to come into my home studio and record. And mm. if I had somebody that said, okay, you just clean this up for a final album, do your mastering and all this stuff and get it ready. 
But you can really hear it clearly here in his voice. And I think it's because maybe it's the plosives that are going into mm. the pop filter. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like it. This sounds a lot like to me, like a live recording here. So here we go. And I know that they, if you listen to it very closely, it sounds like they they took down the clarity of it. They brought it to where it's a little bit more fuzzy, and maybe that took a little bit of that edge off. Uh, but I think that's one of those common denominators across this whole album was taking the, and it's like a double-edged sword, Sheen man. off, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's a raw album, and that's what they were going for. Like you're saying, it's their Pinkerton, but it's also... Uh, it, it, it's also it, it would sound too from what they have prior to this with Bleed American, um, and In, invented the, yeah uh, invented or, in futures even those those three alone coming to yeah. damage it sounds like Chase this is, is a light, little like too super pop. raw yeah. yeah yeah so it, to me I noticed at that point especially to me at least it sounds like Jim's voice is is more noticeably um, it, raw. And, and sure. not a bad thing, but I'm just like if we're if we're talking about this and we're really critiquing this song um, closely, then that's where my critique lies. Is that toward this last third of it is just sounds like he's singing into like an SM58, and they just said, "Let's we're going to keep these vocals. They sound great, but we're just going to touch them up in post." Yeah, and there we have it. So I, I, I yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, there's a couple things I've attributed to Tom here, and we'll watch some live videos. Um, that I'm not sure if he's the one playing it, but I'm going to say that Tom did these parts. There's the part at the beginning, the simple arpeggiated, um, which is dope. I love that. And then that uh, stays through the first verse. After the second, after the first chorus, then you get an octave run that's sort of like the the partner yeah, to that yeah, yeah. little thing. And I love the octaves are just so good. They're just great. They're clean. Um they they aren't boring. Um uh yeah, I I wrote Twinkly Tom part uh flies throughout. And then um I love the post chorus and verse two octaves that start at one minute. Why don't we hear a little bit of that? Okay. Well you got a timestamp for me there? One minute, yeah. Okay. And we'll, we'll go ahead and listen to this first. Here we go, here we go. We'll take on so much pain. And this repeats. So then that's when Zach does the snare kick. Yeah, snare there kick, it is. That doesn't happen of. the first time. And <laughs> that's the other thing that I love about this song is it builds. Everything yeah. is slightly different than the time before. So, you know, you got twinkly guitar in the first verse that gives way to an octaves that's sliding up and down the neck in the second verse and second chorus. Zach does that little snare kick into the chorus the second time. And then each chorus after the solo gets progressively bigger. You've got Jim's vocals sounding a little more plosive-y. You've got way in the last set of choruses, and I don't know if it's going to read on the pod. If you listen super closely, 
there's almost an evolution of the solo that's happening way up on the neck that's just following the melody. Oh, okay. So I don't have a timestamp, but go to like maybe the last 30 seconds of the song. Yeah, okay. So I've got this last chorus at 2 minutes and 23 seconds. So you want through the last chorus? Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's way buried in the mix, but I noticed it when I had my AirPods. I was walking the dogs, and I had it in noise-canceling mode to see if I could hear anything else. And it's this last set in the chorus has this high guitar part that's following the melody. It's really cool. Like, as a harmony, almost. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you noticed I brought the gain up on that one. Hopefully we can... uh the listeners can kind of hear that back there too. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to like uh diddy along with it, but it was too high for me, so I was an octave lower <laughs> than it was. But yeah, it's cool, man. I love that feedback at the end too. And then the yes. last thing was the to me, the signature part of this song is I had written it as falling hits. Nothing hits on the one. The chorus hits on the two, which is really cool. So I tweeted it Zach today. And I said, having the chorus on I Will Steal You Back hit on the two is chef's kiss, just masterfully tasteful. And I got a like. All right. So I poked the beehive and, uh, <laughs> and he gave Every us a now heart. and then. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll turn around and give us the time of day. Was, yeah. Um, I mean, I was like complimenting him, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> this pleases but I did, Zach. I did kiss. <laughs> Zach is happy. Um. So uh, and, I felt pretty happy that he uh, appreciated our appreciation of him hitting on the two. It's fun, And it's funny you mentioned that. So the hitting on the two would be like, let's say you've got one and two and three and four. So you're saying instead of hitting on the and, it's like hitting on the two. So it's boom, ka, boom, ka. Just a little bit oh, slower? Um, Is it a half beat no, off? No, 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 no. Uh, how slowly we build hit. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's not how slowly we build the... You know what I mean? Okay, okay. All right, all right. You, it still seems a little bit to me... Like, that's still it's driving. Like one, but it's like, one, two, three, yeah. four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that kind of brings your... It, it brings your mind into the next... It, it kind of forces you to... Your mind to drive yeah. faster. Like, again... Yeah, the like way you were counting, pedal. it would hit on the and. Yeah. One, and... Like, yeah. One, and two, and three, and one, and... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh-huh. it's... You're hitting on an and, not two. Yeah. I count it faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> now, it's funny that you bring up the the whole octave thing. And I don't know if this is, again, just kind of calling back on Weezer. I have always uh, associated Brian Bell, their rhythm guitarist, with yeah. octave chords. And oh. there's a couple of octave, octave solos. Not a couple. There's maybe one, and it's on the Blue Album. I, th- I think it was in the garage. 
Uh, but there's like, oh, I, and I remember this in the tablature itself. It's like Brian Solo. That's what they notated in there. Uh-huh. And it's basically, it's essentially like a, it's just an octave solo. But octave chords without sounding, without overtaking that lead line or the lead vocal, they're enough to give you the sound sonically. You know, it's a couple of, it's the, essentially it's one note, but it's just like, how do we make this note a little stronger? So you play the yeah. octave yep. and you play that. But it, in this case, it, it adds a lot. If that is, in fact, Tom playing those. Yeah. And we'll have to see when we watch it. There's uh, yeah. plenty of live videos of this. Right. Although no Kimmel and no Conan. And that Conan performance that we have of We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together is the same show that they perf- that they did. I will steal you back. But oh, okay. only the Taylor Swift song is up. Um, Weird. But. But yeah, a plenty of festival shows of them playing it live. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, shall we get into track notes? Yeah, I've got um, I've got song facts up. If you want me okay. to rattle through yeah, these, yeah, please. So there's four four separate entries. No, actually, there's three separate entries here. Um, first one, which prompted me to go to the Kevin and Bean archive and uh, yes. has yet to be found, is is uh, the first entry on song facts. Is this single was premiered on April 10th, 2014 on K Rock 106.7. Oh, that's it. It's 2014, huh? Yeah. I mean, it was 2013, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, I, I was that be weird if they premiered it a year late. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you have it. So, there's Dang. why I couldn't find the premiere. So, um, shame on me. <laughs> I'll take a look real quick. So, you there we go. Reading. So, it was. I, jo- I know I even joked with you. About it saying, like, what if the date's wrong here and I'm looking on the wrong date? So Dang. you're right. I pulled all of the data for the wrong year. So April 10th, 2013 on K-Rock, 106.7 FM's Kevin and Bean Show. Jimmy Eat World's Jim Adkins briefly explained to the host the grown-up sentiment behind the lyric, love songs are what make rock and roll go round. It's just sort me. Uh, it's just sort of me trying to take an honest look at what that might be in an older context, in a non-bubblegum Kind of way the front man said it's also kind of more about bettering ourselves in the process it's about focusing on making decisions instead of resolutions uh which we sort of gathered when we went through the lyrics looking at uh, how it was worded it started out as what c- could have been like that bubblegum uh pop kind of story of like let's just talk about how wonderful our relationship is but then they quickly get into the fact that there there is some kind of rift that is uh between them sure and then uh I imagine this is just formatted uh, because they do every other in this background color. But the second entry here is this song isn't really about trying to win back someone's love. Jim Adkins. Yeah. Okay. Again, that's the same thing that we've just read. It's like, it's more about finding yourself and being okay with yourself than wanting or needing uh, something from the other person. So I sent you a link to April 10th, 2013, but it's a two hour MP3. I have no idea if you want to click through and find the timestamp. Okay. Um, and I can tell you right here, it's segment number 12 of 16. And he has it set as Jim Adkins, Jimmy Eat World 2013 410 MP3. Okay. 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 This has got to be it. Yep. This All is right. It. Oh, okay. So David and, and you I didn't have done- find this. This is what we were hoping to play and it wasn't working, right? It's yes. Just- okay. We good. have done, we have done the, the impossible and we have done this live find. While I was uh, while I was talking about some song notes, uh, so, David went and yeah. downloaded the proper year because I had looked uh, and not 
and not uh, put two and two together, even though I joked about it. I said, what if this is the wrong year that I'm searching? Uh, so here we go. <laughs> this is the actual content from April April 10th, 2013, Kevin and Bean, when they, they premiered um, I Will Steal You Back, and then Jim talks a little bit about it. So here we go. How bad this is. The Kevin and Bean Show. Just the smell is unbearable. K-Rock. That's true, but it's about to get a little bit better. Yes, it is. Very, very exciting when we get to world premiere brand new music. And we have on deck the new song from Jimmy Eat World. Before we hear it, let's find out what's going on in the world of Jimmy Eat World with our friend Jim Atkins, who joins us back on the Kevin and Bean Show. It's been a while, Jim. How are you, my friend? Hey, you guys. How's it going, man? It's going well. good. I think I think the last time I saw you was at an acoustic Christmas maybe a couple of years ago. You just came to watch, if I remember. You guys weren't playing, I don't even think. You just came to see it, right? I like to hang out. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with hanging out. Speaking yeah, of hang, stop in, stop in and see my bros, dude. You know, I mean, sure. No, I, uh, I, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Speaking of hanging out, are you the kind of band that can just close it down when you get off the road and you know you stopped the the cycle of the touring and the promoting and everything like that, and you could just take a vacation and get a little breathing room and actually live a life so that you have stuff to, to then write about? I think we're pretty good about staying uh, sane. You know, I mean, if you can see, if you notice, our historically our our release schedule has been like you know a year or two or three in between records, and I think that's really helped us uh, um, stay a band for so long. How how long you guys been together now? Uh, long really time. Do you really I do. Know? Um, Is it twenty years yet? Next year will be our twentieth year as a band. Wow, wow. that's impossible. <laughs> but you're still so young. When I saw this uh, interview that you just did this week, and it said you were only thirty-seven, I started doing some math in my head, and I thought you were like a fetus when you got this band together. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, fetus-like, I suppose. <laughs> did you guys get together in high school? Yeah, yeah. Um, our uh, well. The drummer Zach and I uh, are the same age, and it, we started in um, maybe February '94, our senior year of high school. How about that? Wow! Uh, and Jim, what kinds of passions do you pursue when you finally get the downtime? You're so busy with music when you're in the Jimmy Eat World uh, world, but uh, what do you do after that? I mean, you are a, a skydiver, or a scuba diving, or you race? What do you do? <laughs> I play music <laughs> <laughs> through and through, you man. You don't clock out of this gig, man. It's like you know, you just kind of shift your what you're doing. Like either you're you're you're, you're playing, you're performing, you know, and that's that's a whole lot of fun, or you're you know working on new material and writing and, you know, trying to just challenge yourself and come up with new ideas. It's, it's, or you're just playing with friends for fun. You know I mean? It's, right. it's, it's, um, it's great. How much know? of, I mean, how much of playing with friends for fun do you do? And how much do you sit down and go, I want to write a song? Uh, you know, that just depends. I mean, I, there's a lot of like, we have a really good, uh, local, like music scene, it's good smaller, but but it's really good here. It's really you know, people doing good work, and I, I'll I'll sit in with people and uh, join cover bands every once in a while, and Sweet. stuff like that. Like, yeah, there's always something. There's always something to do. There's always you know, some something uh, positive to engage in here. Jim is in uh, Phoenix, by the way. The Phoenix area is what he's talking about. When you play cover songs, what's the song that we would be most surprised to see you singing or playing on? Like, are you doing any Sir Mix-a-Lot or anything like that? Like something like that really kind of out of your your uh, your lane? You know what? Uh, uh, when Whitney Houston died, um, I was watching uh, American Idol, and it was just so. I, I mean, 
it, it just seemed so pandering to me. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, there. She, I, I decided like uh, I would try to do something. Uh, I did. I want to dance with somebody, like mm-hmm. at a solo, a solo uh, acoustic benefit show. Right. Um, but it was really like, you know. I mean, I don't know. I grew up with that song. Sure. <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's, that's, that's like, that's my um, getting ready for, uh, you know, junior high on the radio, can't escape it sort of tune. And, you know, I did this really mellow version of that. So I think that that, that might surprise some people. That's nice. Is or, that might, on, or might not. Is that on damage? <laughs> no, it never oh, I didn't it make there, it. Come of, on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is Jim Atkinson on the phone from Jimmy Eat World, one of our uh, all-time favorite uh, K-Rock bands, and they have a new record coming out just announced called Damage. It is in stores on June 11th. I know that some artists are loath to discuss why things end up being named why they are, but I have to ask anyway. Damage seems like such a negative word. What What are you saying with that as an album title? Well, it's, it follows a long tradition of ours of calling the record after songs on the record. Right. Um you know, it, it's 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 a it's sort of a heavy record, I suppose. I mean, for for us anyway, it's it's you know, uh, uh, just kind of you know, it talks about uh, like relationships and uh, um, you know. I think uh, you told Rolling. St- I think you told Rolling Stone that it was an adult breakup record. Is that accurate? Well, I mean, it's, it's sort of my take on it. I guess you know. I mean, uh, are we having love trouble, Jim? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, man, can you hook me up with somebody? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's just, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's come on, man. Like, you know, love songs are, are what make rock and roll go around, you know. It's it's kind of, uh, it's just sort of me trying to take an honest look at, at like, what that might mean uh, in in um, in uh, an older uh, context. You know, sure. Like a non, non-bubblegum kind of way. Right. People have been writing love songs as long as people have been writing songs. I mean, if there is a universal that touches everybody, it's, you know, human interaction. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Now, we're going to world premiere your new song here in a minute called I Will Steal You Back. I love that. I love the name of that song because it just brings up so much imagery of scheming to do that. Like you've got this guy and I haven't heard the song yet. We're going to world premiere it here in a minute. But you've got this girl that you lost and you're going to figure out a way to get her back. I mean, is that kind of where this is coming from? Because that sounds awesome. <laughs> nope. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's also kind of more about, uh, um, I guess, bettering yourself in, in the process. You know, it's about, like, uh, uh, focusing on making decisions instead of just resolutions. Oh. I may not be smart enough to get that, get but that I'm, I'm hoping sorry. when I hear the song, I will. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you one more thing, Jim, and I was really surprised to see this, that for a while you guys did not have a record label, and you went through the process of kind of shopping around and deciding who to sign with. You ended up with uh, with RCA, but uh, was that a great place to be in, to not have a label? Did that give you a lot of freedom where you felt like every move you made was kind of completely up to you? Well, we've always been... We've, I think we've always felt like that. Um, we've always just pursued the, the, the you know creative decisions that we wanted. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was nice. You know, I think it works out better for every all parties involved because... You know, a label isn't isn't signing you based on what they think they can turn you into. Right. And I think that works out great for you because you can just be yourself, and it works out great for them because they're not getting a surprise at the end of the day. And, right. You know, they're you know, you just present your finished work to them, and they can you know run with the ball. And you know, I'm surprised more more people just don't 
worked that way. Yeah. The uh, the album is going to be called Damage. It is in stores on June 11th. The first single we're going to world premiere here is called I Will Steal You Back. Before we let you go, Jim, you have uh, can you tell what can you tell us about the touring plans? I know you guys usually get out there and do it pretty hard once the record's out. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, well, you know, looking at my rough schedule for the for, for the foreseeable future, I think we're, we're going to be pretty busy until the summer of 2014. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right, good. So you're going to hit yeah. it hard and stay at it. Indeed. Love it. Well, you have a lot more adult breakups in your future than my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry no, to say. No, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it'll be fine, man. Don't worry about me. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you back. You definitely have been gone for a little bit, and we're uh, very excited to hear this whole new record. All right, I Will Steal You Back is the name of the song. Jim, we're going to let you go as we world premiere this for the first time anywhere around the world. For Jimmy Eat World fans, <laughs> we're going to play this next. Thank you so much for the time, man. We really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. You bet. Thank you. Ah, there you go. Kind of a long Sick. segment. What a but flashback. I, I, yeah, right? It is. I think that the whole thing should be part of Jimmy Eat Pod canon. Uh, is having that in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great to hear um, his, his take on it. I'm glad you were able to find it so quickly. And I, I can't believe that I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. And thank the you to Kevin from the Kevin and Bean archive. And it's not yes. the Kevin from the namesake of the show, but right. this dude started in the nineties, just tape recording every episode. Yeah. And then started a website and the website looks like it was still how it looked in the nineties. Yeah. Right. Um, but he has it. Like painstakingly chronological, chrono- yeah. chronologically chronologically categorized yeah. and split up and everything. I don't uh, like uh, Bean has had this guy on has interviewed this guy over the years. He's just like a dude, and he yeah. just like <laughs> didn't want to miss the Kevin and Bean show. Would have his wife record the show, and then one day he was like, "Oh, everybody should have access to this." Right, and bless him, man. Yeah, anyway, the entire, like, so much, so much, so much of the show is uh, backlogged. Um, Problematic or not. Yeah, Uh, right, I know. (laughs) But uh, it's okay. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yes, that was was cool to listen to and hear uh, uh, Jim's take on the song. And there's lots more takes on the song. So that was from song facts that you found that had been premiered. Two more things that I did want to mention, more specifically about the song itself, um, audibly. So the band had trouble balancing this rhythmically tricky song. Drummer Zach Lynn remembered in the original version of it, there was this really heavy, like straight guitars, like palm muted. So you had this this sort of straight, very rigid sounding guitar part. But then you had this sort of groove go back and forth. They ended up relying on the acoustic guitar to hold the song together. But instead of abandoning the heavier elements, they pushed them to the background. Lynn said they're lower in the mix and it works really well that way because they kind of provide an energy and power to the parts they're in, but they don't overpower the song yeah so again there you have some tricky editing to make it so that song just they don't necessarily lose that because you go through and you record something that sounds or let's say you record it and it it feels right when you're recording it but it just doesn't sound necessarily right so what do you do with that maybe the engineer goes well let's or the producer says let's drop this lower so it's still technically there maybe people hear it subconsciously but it just goes through, and uh, we can still use it as as one of the building blocks of the song. Yeah. So there you have it. And was there anything? Uh, uh, there wasn't there one more thing on song facts. Uh, no, that was it that I that oh, I came okay. across. Yeah, there was the enemy quote. Um, I guess that's sort of like what he talked about on um, 
on the Kevin and Bean show. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. That was the one. Yeah, exactly. I started reading that one, and it was essentially the same thing that I had read before. Yeah. Now, there is, uh, for, for more oral pleasure, there's the enemy song story that Jim did. There's a couple videos online of the band talking about the song, and this is one of them that Jim did for enemy, which is probably where the quote came from. But let's listen to Jim talk a little bit about the song to enemy for three and a half minutes here. I thought they were getting artful and it being all quiet <laughs> at the beginning. Song stories. My name is Jim. And I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Rick. And we're from Jimmy World. And this is the story of our song, I Will Steal You Back. I saw a big muffin there, which I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got one of those. Probably using that big muff on this song. So fuzzy. It was rhythmically uh, always a really tricky song because hey, this it has sounds the familiar to it. <laughs> yeah. In the original version of it, there's these really heavy, like straight guitars, like palm muted, like you know. Word for so you word. had this sort of straight, very rigid sounding guitar part, and then but you had this sort of groove that would go back and forth, and so there was always like this weird. It, it was like, like it, it didn't it didn't mesh yeah. fully. We tried different ways to approach it, like making it all super rock, making it really quiet. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, uh, it ended up being kind of a hybrid. Like, you never, we never, it, it didn't feel right leaving the acoustic completely behind. So, what you'll hear is um, acoustic guitar is like the main thing holding most of it together. And if you listen to the song, like you can still hear those those like electric, those rigid kind of palm muted electric guitars, but they're kind of like lower in the mix, and it worked really well that way because they they kind of provide an energy and a power to the to the parts that they are in, but they didn't overpower the song. Well, you know, I think I Will Steal You Back tune, it's kind of like, I mean, I guess you could read into it on this as a surface thing, like a literally wanting someone back who, whose grace you might have fallen out with. But I, I, I view it more of like a, uh, um, a first, like the first person speaker in that song making decisions rather than just resolutions. It's more about it's more about I think finding yourself and being okay with yourself than it is wanting or needing something from the other person in, in the relationship or the question, the scene, whatever the hell you want to call it in the song. There's definitely like a, a, a group of kids every night. Well, some of them aren't kids anymore. Definitely a group of patrons, <laughs> punters, uh, every night that, that kind of make a show of themselves. Like they know the words first to all the new songs. So it's kind of like you see pockets of people that are, that are doing that. I think it's a fun song to play. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a good rocker, you know, so it's uh, it's got a lot of energy. It's, uh, you know, so, uh, we get to jump around, do our thing, and uh, the audience, you know, seems to be enjoying themselves, and uh, it's a great time. <laughs> Yeah, it better be for 321 times played live, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in uh, an eight-year span, yeah, that's pretty good. Also, who said it better, Zach or Justin? 484 or Jade Pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a lot of this sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> um, there's another little bit. Uh, let's jump to uh, 344 in this. Did you see this from Rock Sound? Um, this is something called Four Track History, and they talk about, uh, I assume we talked about this i think we did because it was played up to that point uh in the lucky denver mint episode uh but they talk about lucky denver mint the middle futures and i will steal you back so uh i'm gonna jump to 344 in this video when they talk about i will steal you back oh here let's listen to this intro hey what's up i'm jim and i'm rick we're from jimmy world and this is our four track history (laughs) intro all right (laughs) intro all right, we'll listen to a little bit of the end of Futures here. The thing that you, that you made. So oh, at like, least they're like in a nice quiet room. Right. <laughs> it's like everyone's Christ. passing by. Is this the beer line? Yeah. You saw how much he's willing to Excuse me. To match it. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Probably the exact opposite from working with Gil Norton. Yes. We made that record in a house in... Hollywood with Al Johannes, and his studio was basically where he lived. His, like we, we set up amps in his bedroom. He literally, his bed was surrounded by guitar amps, and you'd climb over them to sleep. And yeah, try not to bump the mics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Al's, Al's house was basically like a musical instrument museum. Like stuff from all around the world. We're like, hey, Al, what's that? Oh, this? And he could shred on anything. Like some weird, like, traditional Afghan, like, thing that you play with a goat's toe or something. Yeah, oh, this? (laughs) Hey, Al, what's that? Oh, this? (laughs) That's one of those people you kind of hate because they're really good at no matter what they pick up. (laughs) That was not Um, so much about the song as much as it was right. just... I'll still uh, take a goat's toe uh, yeah. out of Jim's mouth. <laughs> Is that what he said? I thought he said a goat's toe. Yeah, bow. play with a goat's toe. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so a couple things, because I, I saw a couple things I want to touch on, but I want to get through the track notes. Um, this is, you, you remember when albums came out and, uh, you would go yeah, grab them right. in the store, the, the weenie on the album was the sticker that would say what songs you needed to check out. And this was on one of those stickers. It said the new album, the new album featuring, I will steal you back. And what else was on that sticker and damage? Oh, includes mm. album download code. Um, so I always like that. And this is, uh, trying to remember i think invented wasn't in a jewel case so um this was in a gatefold like digipack cardboard case um and i found a kid online actually unboxing it oh wow. <laughs> uh, so Sick. let's uh let's listen to this guy unbox this record what did he call album opening and i thought yeah. he was just gonna play the beginning of the album <laughs> i was like well <laughs> yeah. that's not this song but no he's just opening the album so yeah this is what's in it 
It's a pretty neat picture. And then the umbrella without the... It's an interesting concept. And let me just get the disc out. So carefully. So yeah. That looks tight. It's hard to find CDs in stores nowadays. Like, even Best Buy, like, they don't have a lot of CDs. So, yeah. And I think there's something else in there. Man, I used to spend so long in Best Buy just browsing. Oh, man, so did I. And if I saw a movie in theaters, whether I liked it or not, for some reason I just felt the need to buy the DVD. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it was so dumb. I had so many DVDs. Hmm. Yep, they have the songs. Uh, I've heard The Damage, the self-titled song, and the first single. Um, What's it called? I'll Still Be Back. There aren't a lot of reviews, but I already know some other good songs. Uh, Yeah, I'll just listen to the album right now. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you guys next time. All right, very cool. Looks so fresh, man. All that stuff. And so clean, clean. All the innards. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, oh, so did you see this? The single art. I loved that they had, like, all these different uh, artistic images. And this, it's hard to say, because what was the one with the camera? I like the camera one, but I like this one. This is like oh, the broken single? window with the broken. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which single was the camera one? I don't remember, but I like this one a lot because it's the uh, it's the broken window with the shutter, the the blinds that are broken, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will still be back. It's pretty cool, man. That's that. Um, uh, well, that was morning breath, right? That was morning breath. Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure. Team yes. Putting all that stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just I liked this will probably be the artwork for the episode because I like uh, yeah. showcasing these uh, these cool little things. So we listened to Enemy. We listened to Rock Sound. We talked about the sticker on the album. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. Somebody had asked the band in... Uh, this is Taylor Pratt. Uh, April 18th, 2013. What new song are you most excited to play live? And they said, I will steal you back, Damage, and Book of Love. So this was one that the band was pretty excited to get out there. What what they say? Uh, rock out to, Rick was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Rock um, out to. Yeah. And, uh, oh, we have chart info for this because this was a single. Uh, it's peak position. Uh, this is so weird how this formats. But I, my guess is that it was it peaked at number 23 on the U.S. alternative airplay charts. Um, and uh, I found a bunch of random videos on YouTube of, like, I guess in 2013, people were trying to figure out how to monetize YouTube with oh, yeah? quick and easy content. So it was like the top 10 songs this week on Billboard charts, but it wasn't Billboard that was putting out the video. It was like some me- some you know, wannabe media company that was putting out a, a slideshow of just <laughs> clips of songs with the artwork and like a lower third. Hmm. Um, but uh Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is all I have. The last thing I really kind of noticed, and I, the link was dead, but it doesn't really matter. I went to the archive of their site from April 10th, 2013, and they did do a big redesign that day. And there was like this whole thing where you could mouse over. They had um, oh, a big boy, grid of photos. Yeah, they had a big <laughs> grid of photos from Alan Johannes's house. And if you moused over them, the photo you were moused over would I think colorize and get larger. Um, and then if you were moused off of it, it kind of flipped backwards, like a, like a, I want to say a garage door, but some garage doors roll up. But like, this is like, I don't know. It was just an interesting design that they did on their website. 
for the launch of this. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's all I have for track notes. Okay. What else? Uh, what, one last thing from Chorus yeah. FM, uh, our boy oh. Craig Manning. Oh, yes. Uh, I keep forgetting. I'm so glad you yeah. keep finding him. This uh, this came up as highly recommended on Craig Manning's list here, uh, and I'll read this paragraph that that touches on this specific song. Please. Uh, the the first thing most fans are going to notice with this record is the production, and that's a shame due to the towering pop rock structures and palatable studio sheen of the band's last few records. The rawer, more live sound of Damage will probably feel a bit jarring. To be fair, many of the more epic moments of the band's catalog, songs like Goodbye Sky Harbor, Dizzy, or 23, in essence, the closers, were as much studio audio art as they were straight emotional pop rock. And it's hard not to imagine what the songs on Damage could be with the same meticulous attention to detail. In particular, lead single, I Will Steal You Back, sounds a bit muddy, like a leftover demo from Futures or Stay On My Side Tonight, that probably would work better if Jim's vocals were higher in the mix. Similarly, Book of Love is a jaunty mid-tempo rocker that would yeah. have fit perfectly alongside, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, again, this um, Craig Manning notes the the audio quality, but again, that wouldn't make it that wouldn't make it damage. And maybe it is some sort of cult favorite. Uh, you know, in its tenth year, we're going on on year eight for this album being dropped. Yeah, um, you know, for it to really settle in and people to to see what it what it really is. But yeah, if it was brought up, maybe it would have got lost in the shuffle. And they said damage is actually it, it wouldn't have come highly recommended by Craig Man- Craig Manning. It would have been uh, so so. Yeah, I hear you. So who knows? Who who could know? No one. It's not possible. <laughs> no. Uh, you know who might know? Who? ARTV, Mr. Movie Phone himself, ah, who did Mr. a review of this song in particular, not just damage as an album. But specifically, I will steal you back. Track review. All right. ARTV. Let's take a listen. Beyond ARTV, beyond the reviews, time for a track review. Jimmy Eat World, I will steal you back. And that's a promise, not a threat. According to the band, that is. Jimmy Eat World has returned. This is the first single off of their upcoming album, Damage, due out June 11th on RCA. This is their first record in a long time, not to be done with Interscope. I'm glad that they've moved on from that label. I'm not a huge fan of some of the stuff, some of the people they work with, that sort of thing. Some of the stuff they've done to bands that I like, just because of the whole creative thing and looking over the band's shoulder, that sort of thing. So, Jimmy World has moved on, and they're sticking with their sound. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's like they're stuck in a rut, they're being generic. I think that it's great that they're sticking with this alternative feel that they've always kind of had. People have criticized the band for going downhill after the album Chase This Light. A lot of people didn't really like the album Invented. I wasn't a huge fan of Invented, but honestly, I didn't think it was a bad album by any means. My favorite is probably Futures, the one that has my favorite Jimmy Eat World song on it, Pain. That's really what got me into the band. But I'm really excited with this new song, I Will Steal You Back. I'm really getting into it. I love the fact that the song has a guitar solo, something that's missing in so much alternative and rock music these days, even on stuff they play on the radio. Five to ten years ago, you would hear a solo in pretty much every song that was played on rock radio, and nowadays it's something that's very rare. So props to Jimmy World for throwing that in there. It sounds a little bit similar to me to uh, the Paramore song, the bonus track Decode off of their album Brand New Eyes. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, it's just something that I noticed. If you want, you can listen for yourself, listen to the solos side by side, see if you hear the similarities. I just think, I feel like it's there. It's not a criticism, but I think it's similar. But I think the solo was really well done and I thought it was refreshing. 
Lyrically, it sounds very familiar for a Jimmy Eat World song. You can definitely, as soon as you start listening to it, you know it's Jimmy Eat World. I don't know if I feel like the band should have taken more chances. The song seems like they're playing it, you know, safe, but at the same time, it's got this awesome, catchy chorus that's very rocking at the same time. The guitar throughout the whole song is just very solid. I like the drum patterns that were used on this track. Not the most creative thing in the world, but it keeps the song going. It kind of drives it, and overall the song, I think, is just well done. It's a great single, and I'm looking forward to the band's upcoming studio album. Four out of five for me, Beyond ARTV. What do you guys think? Please let me know in the comment section down below what your opinion on the track is. I will see you guys very soon. A lot more track reviews, throwback Thursday, that sort of thing. Okay, we've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Movie Phone, thank Mr. you so much. Mr. Movie Phone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we just talk about him a lot. So, uh, yeah, I thought we would talk about that. Man, uh, what was the... <laughs> <laughs> I ended up jumped to 608 on this video just because I was watching kids review this on YouTube. Uh, these lads are, I guess, doing what in 2013, if they were doing what they're doing in this video today, it would just be a <laughs> podcast. But instead, they've just stood up against a wall Weezer style and talked. And oh, it's sick. all right. <laughs> it's so funny. So let me uh, jump to 608 on this video. And, uh, uh, due to 605, just because I want a little bit so of home. <laughs> This is great. This is great. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's 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 give them even more benefit of the doubt because their accents are adorable. Let's just jump to six minutes. Here we go. I've already been singing it around school. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next song is "I Will Steal You Back" by Jimmy Eat World, and frankly, it's a fantastic song. It's um. I love the, the backing, I love the, the lyrics, I love the, the, his voice. It sounds a bit like the lead singer of R.E.M. I just, I think it's a great song. <laughs> and as the only person who, before the song, actually listened to Jimmy E. World, I have to say, I really like it. It's, you know, you can listen to it. I don't think anybody would complain, kind of. It's easy listening, but it's not their, their best. And that, like, Bleed American as an album, it's difficult for anybody to follow. And, you know... They, uh, they didn't quite live up to it. it it's alright. It has a nice sort of acoustic bit at the beginning, and his voice is really nice. <laughs> well, I would say that I find it quite, well, not quite, a little bit repetitive. Um, only a little bit, though. I mean, it, it kind of builds quite well, but... It they keep singing this one more. part over and over again. <laughs> and that's kind of down to the production team. Really. Yeah, although I do agree with James on the whole fact that it is, it's an incredibly nice song to listen to and i think that i find the lad talking now to anyone me, came into a room where it was playing, he's the, they couldn't he's have the leader any complaints about it because it's just <laughs> you think so it's a nice thing to yeah. listen to he's it's the rivers of the group okay um so, <laughs> uh, he's the dreamiest one is <laughs> is this one direction yeah, I couldn't think of any of the One Direction members. So. <laughs> Harry Styles, man. Oh, okay, yeah, he's the Harry. He's, he's the Harry, Harry Styles. That, that actually man. is Harry Styles. It's an eight-year-old video. <laughs> they're so, I mean, they're so nice in their critiques. They're like us with our... Uh, yeah, exactly. Our... It's very milk toast. <laughs> yes. That uh, was adorable. What... That was adorable. I don't even know what I say about this one, but it's at 140, here's another uh, YouTube review. People, man, <laughs> people are trying to create content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's take a listen. Oh, yeah, this guy. Okay, so 
40. The song I Will Steal You Back is a really good example of a band working well together. It feels like they were recording the whole thing live in a room together and it feels like they were just kind of playing off each Bigger other time. and really getting into that yeah. musical headspace. And also sounds like they really enjoy playing together, which is a really important element to me. If you can really sound like that and get onto that level, it really rubs off on the listener. The song How'd You Have Me starts off with a really interesting... Okay. So it's you know oh he's doing a full damage review. I yeah, see cool. Right. Um you know what's funny what I like about this? I respect this guy's opinion more than anybody else's because this is the, not a guy I'd expect to see at a Jimmy Eat World show. This Yeah, dude, you're right. This dude definitely hung out in the back part of Spencer Gifts or uh <laughs> uh, uh Hot Topic like where you're hot like topic, I don't yeah. know man, I just want the pop punk shirts. I don't need anything back there. <laughs> <laughs> This guy this is real talk, man. Back there. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah. Uh, now those are the uh, fun videos. Then we've got the real videos. So April, the song premiered on um, April. What was it? Tenth. Uh, uh, yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, yes. of twenty thirteen. Yeah. April seventeenth, a week later, they premiered the lyric video, which is actually pretty cool. So let's take a look at the lyric video and describe to the listeners, I guess, what yeah. we're watching. These, you know, watching this, these always seem so fun to make from, uh, like, sure, let's say yeah. this would be a couple of weeks worth of work, it seems like. Well, in yeah. this case, a, a week, maybe, but. A couple of years before this, I remember the first time I'd heard of a lyric video, somebody commissioned me to do one, and I was like, what am, what am I doing? I'm just putting the lyrics to the song on here? <laughs> and it was a T-Pain song, so I was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. And uh, let's see how many views mine has and when it came out. T-Pain. Oh, man. T-Pain. T-Pain blue. I don't see the lyric video. Oh, no. Here it is. April 5th, 2012. So a year before. Okay. And this is not the original upload of it. And this has 1.3 million views. But that is definitely my work. So anyway, I did a lyric video for a T-Pain song. It's called Booty Work. Kind um, of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is Jimmy Eat World's uh, lyric video for I Will Steal You Back. So, yeah, this is neat. This is like um, all Polaroids. These are probably the Polaroids Polaroids that were on the site. Unfortunately, only three of them were cached onto the uh, Wayback Machine. (laughs) Lots of amp stacking. Oh, look at that. Them having fun with the fireworks and shit. Yeah. Very cool. Very of yeah, the time. These seem very fun to make. There's a lot of movement here. It keeps you interested. Yeah. You get a little look in on yeah. the band jamming. Yeah. And basically all you do is you create a huge, 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 huge canvas. And then you just yeah. do camera moves all over it. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't think I knew that when I started my lyric video, but I ended up there. <laughs> Did yours I look never like heard Megan of one Galding? before? <laughs> huh? 
Oh, we'll get like Megan Golding. Yeah, pretty much. No, (laughs) well, I don't know. I think it looks okay for 2012, and I had never known what a lyric video was. Yeah, you know, I think um, the I I did the only lyric video I had ever seen was the "fuck you" one that uh uh CeeLo had done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And that was the first lyric video I'd ever seen. And somebody was like, hey, can you do this? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll try it. (laughs) Um, So there was that. So then uh, they released the official video. It's the classic band in a van video with uh, home state tour footage. And they tweeted about this video, a grip. Um, All of it was just like, watch our video. If you uh, pre-order the album, you get the video and a t-shirt. And you know what I mean? Like they really wanted people to watch this. So it's pretty cool because it's kind of like that enemy video where, you know, it's black and white film green footage of them Little hanging slow-mo. out backstage. Yeah, slow-mo, yeah. yeah. There's actually some really cool motifs that they use in this video. So I do think it's actually pretty well done. But also, was it, I mean, it was for Chase This Light, but they were doing, they, you know, how Jim had talked about how much he hated doing videos. And uh, I even think they probably, I think I'm trying to vaguely remember, but I think 555 was a video they begrudgingly did because they didn't want to do, like, a big video for surviving. And, uh... But this is fun because, you you know, a guy just goes out. Yeah, and just records it. It's basically like B-roll. B-roll becomes the (laughs) A-roll. Yeah, exactly. The song remains the same. I love that slow mo effect right there. Oh, and that one is so perfect. Cutting the color in the chorus. That's good. Simple, but good. So there's some shots here. I, I tweeted out to see if anybody who listens to or follows the band on Twitter or follows the pod on Twitter uh, is in the video. Yeah. If you're at the home stage tour, you are in the video. But uh, There's a shot at a marquee at a theater that somebody on the Facebook group was in. Uh, Steve Thunderguns Bring yeah. uh, posted a picture <laughs> from one of the hometown shows and he said in the picture you can see the cameraman uh shooting what ended up being in the video but it's just so insanely small the picture so you can't really yeah. even see it. um but uh uh yeah that video premiered may 31st 2013 uh and uh yeah i'm just I- i'm sending you a link so you can see the uh the photo um of the of the cameraman underneath the marquee shooting the video um lots of hockey videos i copied yeah, the first right? one because <laughs> i th- i thought it was like part of hockey tonight but i think it was just a fan video so like somebody that really likes this song and hockey because there were like three of them um and then the last thing i have before we get into live and covers is did you so many karaoke versions of the song and i'm pretty sure they're just splitters um you think but- so they're doing they're okay listen in the chorus i'll play this one and i'm pretty sure they're all the same so uh i guess it does sound like a recreation but there's something in the chorus i feel like you can hear 
Yeah, I guess this isn't it. <laughs> this is, huh. Now that we've listened to the song like a bunch. <laughs> I know, right? But see, why yeah, is oh, there that high harmony that sounds like Jim? <laughs> Which is a cool harmony. Oh, they didn't have the synth in there, though. Yeah. Like, I kind of uh, like those high harmonies back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds kind of like Jim, but it's probably just not. <laughs> I know. It's probably not. There's somebody that, you know, you, you can, it's not that hard to mimic people's voices. When, yeah, you just open up your throat. Yeah. Just breathe through it. <laughs> That's it. Just breathe through it, man. That's the key. <laughs> so, yeah, I had written, is this karaoke version real or what? I can't tell. Like, it's not like, yeah. I thought it was just sweeter because I could hear it kind of like right, right. Yeah. floating in there. Um, all right, cool. So that was the high harmony that I wanted to talk about. And now, uh, let's see, I've got a bunch of live videos. Should we look at some of those? Yeah, pick a couple of those, man. Okay, so I've got the Google stream that they did that was archived at uh, at uh, jimmyeatworldonline.com. And let me see if I if I put here. Uh, I will see you, but they opened the show with this. So do we watch the official Google live stream or there's a couple fan shot videos from the event? I think the Google live stream will be a little bit better quality. Yeah, you'd think that they plugged into the thing. I didn't yeah. watch it ahead of time. So let's let's take a listen. They opened with it. OK, live at fingerprints brought to you by JimmyWorldOnline.com. Listen to those bits. Man, everyone's just real cool with standing next to each other like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, look at that dad with his little girl on, on his shoulder. Yeah. This, I feel like from this angle, it looks like Jim is just singing to that little girl. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind I'm of sure bent in a way, he probably was. Like, I mean, how do you avoid it? Yeah. She's at his level. <laughs> Is this like the inaugural run of Google Plus streaming? There really it, w- it was like a big, yeah, I remember it being a thing. And even okay. like Mark and Tom did a thing at Google. Man, Google Plus. Yeah, rest in peace, man. I remember in 2008, it was Google Wave. Remember Google Wave? Oh, and it was my like, gosh, you can yes. work on things. I was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> And we all wanted the invite, and we got it. And then we didn't oh, yeah. know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do with it, man. I was like, what do I do now? What do I do now? Yeah, now what? <laughs> I think Addison invited me or something. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, okay, so there was that. 
there's uh, Live in Wickedburg, but I kind of wanted to focus on the pro shot stuff. Okay, so all right. um, the first pro shot I got is at Southside Festival. I don't know what that means. I don't know what what that is. Um, and hopefully, yes, it is just I will still be back. It's not like I got to go find a timestamp or anything like that. So I will paste it in here. Here we go. Dusting. <laughs> Man, they really were hitting the festival circuit hard this year, too. That's why we have so much pro shot stuff. Yeah. It's great. Now, that's interesting. I, I guess it makes sense. Jim's picks go off to the side on his little pick holder. I've always had him pointing straight Toward down, you? only yeah. because I only ever knew that Blink did that. So I was like, I'll do it just like they do. But Jim's kind of makes sense to be off right. to the side like that. To grab with your right hand, yeah. Quickly, yeah. You know what else I like to do? And I saw, I think this was when I was like playing and touring a lot, is I saw a guy that was a bass player, and he would loosen his pit guard a little bit so there was a little gap between his pit guard and the body of his base oh, yeah. and he would line up picks there and i did that a lot because clever yeah you you know you get get a little uh overzealous in the uh in the bridge or something and you drop a pick <laughs> i'm pretty sure i probably got a couple picks under my pit guard to be honest yeah <laughs> they're jingling around in there you'll never know yeah nope <laughs> anyway, that is, that it sounds smart, great. Though. And that this yeah. is where it's like I mean, it just sounds like the record. Um yeah. here's another uh clip of them playing. This is Alt Nation live in London. So I think this is an XM radio broadcast. So there's not yeah. a picture to see, but it's an aural. Uh, They've been on the steal you back rock for the last twenty Coco years. In London. They just released oh, their love the radio album. bumper. Damage. It's a big radio heavy episode. Yeah. Now, Jimmy Eat World bring their new music and their biggest tracks to all nation. This is Jimmy Eat World in concert from London's Coco Concert Hall, exclusively on Sirius XM All Nation. You know, it's so funny, like, when we were younger and things were harder, like, you know, you, we listened to the radio and it probably just was this way, but yeah. you always felt like when Jimmy Eat World came to play the Weenie Rose, like, they wanted to play Weenie Rose. Like, they wanted to be... Whereas now it's just a stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just a stop on the way to somewhere. Here we go. Um, but maybe back in the day it was. But, like, it felt so special that these bands would come out and do these shows. Yeah, and then you realize that, like, oh, San Diego's version of Weenie Rose is the following weekend and has the exact same lineup as K-Rock's Weenie Rose. <laughs> so then... But I think that's probably, like, what Clear Channel was, like, owning all of the radio stations and they're like oh yeah. we'll just make one in every city <laughs> anyway at least I talked over this whole track <laughs> we know what it sounds like I do like the harms Sounds 
sounds like the album. Yeah, yeah. Well, they certainly had a lot of time to practice it with all those uh, three hundred plus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plays. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, I guess not, before we get too far into the woods, let's go back a little bit. Let's play a little bit of the iTunes session, which I have a link to oh, our good. Google Thank Drive you. version of it. But uh, this is where I wanted to point out that. Uh, and why don't you start halfway so maybe we can get to a little bit of the solo and stuff. Um, but uh, it's uh, I listened to this and the album version back to back a lot this week. And I'd have to be 20 seconds into the song before I knew which was which. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Huh? That close. If I wasn't looking at the radio at the display, you know. OK, let's jump about a halfway in and play here. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. That's oh, a I was sick gonna, solo. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, man. I was gonna count it out. I'll count it. I'll count out on the next chorus so you can hear how it hits on the two. Um, okay. I guess let's jump. Uh, let's see. Oh, I was gonna go to this one just because we were at this show. Uh, this is live at the Palladium in uh, 2013. Oh, we were so young, no kids. It's September 28th, 2013, live at the Palladium. Here we go. Who knows? Oh, they got it from the beginning. Cool. So much trouble. There comes Rick. Yeah, Zach's having a blast back there. Okay, I can count this out. I couldn't because the internet went to shit. <laughs> One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, Hell yeah. Jim doing the gym dance. So great. I you you spouting that off like I was <laughs> I was trying to concentrate and then your stuff's coming in afterward and I'm hearing this one, two, three, four. <laughs> like giving well, me. Well it's funny, I was, I was oh brain, I'm gonna man. count it out right here, and then your internet went bad. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah. And I was like, I guess not. Okay. So, uh, do you want to hit covers or community? Or uh, let's go I ahead. That, I think that covers there... the gamut. There's plenty yeah. of live videos online, and they all sound the same. 
Okay, um, let's see. What do we got? Well, seeing as I have no community in my list, um, I've got a couple of covers that I did want to highlight, but uh, three in particular. But um, <laughs> uh, oh. So if you have community stuff, go ahead and knock, knock yourself out. <laughs> okay, so Wise Guy Um, who we've talked about on the music Discord, he posted about Damage and highlighted this song. So here's what he had to say. Damage, uh, 2013, he doesn't know how many stars he's going to give it because it was brand new at the time. This album only came out a month prior to this writing, so I haven't had a great chance to digest it. But blasting it in my car, going through an emotional life event while listening to it, the two track... Uh, two tracks that stand out for me are listed below. Interestingly, there are no songs over five minutes long, which is atypical for Jimmy Eat World. I Will Steal You Back is a catchy return to alternative rock. Doesn't sound as poppy as the previous two albums. We'll see if it charts. So that was what Wise Guy Um had to say. Um, next, I've uh, got Noradrenaline on uh, for Chorus FM, uh, who had just popped in to say that I Will Steal You Back is their greatest song after Dizzy. Um, so that found that in the forums that was posted last year in the, uh, forums, uh, Jake T O'Donnell smack dab in the middle of his list at number 49 Ooh, baby. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I will steal you back. Damage 2013. The first song to appear from damage in 2013 was the acoustic fueled hook laden. I will steal you back. I remember the lyric video above showing up that spring and being so happy to have the guys back in my life in a video posted to enemy later that year. They talked about how difficult it was to put this one together at first. Initially, the palm muted guitars you hear throughout were dominant sound over the grooving rhythm, something that didn't quite click. Uh, instead, as Jim states, the acoustic guitar ended up being the thing that kept everything together, and I Will Steal You Back is better off for it. Lyrically, Jim says the song is more about decisions than resolutions, and while it could literally be taken as being about trying to win back a lost love, it's more about winning yourself back. Funny how the smallest lie might live a million times. Ponder that one, um, <laughs> says Jake T. O'Donnell. Uh, so right there, smack dab in the middle, number 49. Um Here's a post uh, to the Facebook group by Wyatt Lewis, um, who says, I, I Will Steal You Back is criminally underrated, and you can't convince me otherwise, uh, uh, says Wyatt Lewis. And uh, there's, I feel like in the fandom, in the community, it's sort of largely forgotten. Um, and I think I'm guilty of that too. Um, but there are, it's... Uh, there are the fans that uh, like to say that it's criminally underrated or like to bring it up as, as much as they can. Um, but uh, I, I guess criminally underrated would be a, a fair assessment. Um, Matt Rogowski says, as it seems unlikely any of us will be able to go to any shows this year, this was May 7th, 2020, I wondered if anyone had any particularly good gig stories to share, fond memories of shows, etc. The first time I saw them was in 2013, five days after Damage came out. The first song was I Will Steal You Back, and every time I hear that intro, I'm taking, I'm taken back to that moment. Um, so that, uh, Matt Rogowski goes on to re re recall his, uh, his experience at that show um but yeah i i love a song that takes you back to a time and a place and i think 2013 was such like a weird time i i don't really equate it with anything like we'd been in this apartment for a year at that point but like i just don't remember what we were doing in life <laughs> <laughs> right um so yeah uh 
this is a uh, super freaking Mario eight years ago posted <laughs> to the <laughs> what sub is this alternative rock subreddit um, new Jimmy Eat world. I will steal you back. And uh, I love these. Uh, I- I'm reading all of like the negative comments instead of people that are like <laughs> saying, oh, it's great because they're not saying really anything all that interesting. Ireland 1206 says sounds a bit unfinished i don't like the balance between the vocals and the instruments i feel like his voice should be a bit more prominent says ireland 1206 then g mitch 3066 comments uh, oh interesting oh i actually <laughs> somebody had posted the song into like a music subreddit and um and instead of copying their response a link to their response i copied a link to their profile where they're commenting on explain like i'm five subreddit somewhere um but basically somebody had posted the song and his comment was meh (laughs) what (laughs) meh that's it yep uh best of the best 2019 it was out in round 12 uh with 33.3 percent of the vote uh 2019 survivor it won the damage uh, oh, poll, damn. which is how it ended up in best of the best so that oh wow top 12 contender of all time jimmy Eat world songs which makes sense it's number 17 most played uh and it was in fourth place in the 2017 survivor uh with 37 percent of the vote and that's all i have for community now i i wanted to i just didn't have time today there was a couple bass covers a bunch of drum covers a guitar player and I think even a vocal that I wanted to make a band and I just didn't do it. <laughs> right. So, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it for the patrons uh, when I get back from vacation. Um, <laughs> but they're all in there and I don't think I watched a single one and I'm probably not going to talk about any of them today. Uh, so I highlighted maybe six or seven. Um, but uh, before we do them, you want to fire up Texas speech? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Megan Golding is in uh, there. She has graced us once yes. again. Texas speech robot, please. Okay, I think I might do this whole song here. Let's see. <laughs> Jimmy Eat World, I Will Steal You Back lyrics, Megan Golding. All right, let's see. Hit me with some Golding, baby. Here she comes. Sometimes I almost feel The picture in my head is just too real It's gonna be how it is There's some things you don't change I'm done with telling myself that story How slowly we built the walls In years they pile on I will steal you back Funny how the smallest lie (laughs) Might live a million times I will steal you back here we go, here we go, we'll take on so much pain <laughs> To feel secure, not feel anything I only pick a fight I know I'm sure to lose So how can I not hold my hope for you? I feel like the, uh, I felt like the music was changing with the lyrics, which I appreciated Did, I feel like it. he was this, I don't know if they've upgraded the speech guy mm. uh if they've upgraded uk english sounded like he was speaking to us as opposed to just at reciting us. it so robotically <laughs> yeah, yeah speaking at us yeah okay so uh covers what do you like i there were three that really stood out to me All um right. the top one i was confused did you look at basement alchemy 
Uh, I have them highlighted, yes. Okay. Um, they, them. Now, is this one guy or is it twins? I didn't watch it. Let's take a look. Let's, okay. Let's, I want, let's I want your take. Let's see if I can use my professional eye. <laughs> I did see something weird with the vignetting on this video, so it could be. Same guy. Yeah, right? He just shaved his, his beard. It's the same guitar. Right, and it's the same exact uh, wear, wear, and, wear yep. and tear on it? Yeah. It's gonna be Good uh, masking, though. Just imagine that you, you've, you know that you've nailed your part so well that you're able to go into the bathroom and shave and say, I'm ready for part two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, point. Let me um let me I'll keep playing it because this guy this guy or guys are are good. I'm done with telling myself that story. How slowly we build the walls, the years that pile up. I will steal you back. Funny how Sounds the smallest little bit uh uh you dial down the auto tune a little bit. Oh, you you can tell. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I thought they had really hard, tight harmonies. And again, it's like if it's the same person, then it should it should be in tune. Right. That's true. But no, not, not in it, tune. I, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Not not in tune. But the same timbre of the voice should be. Yeah. Very similar. That's what I, I mean. 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 Here's the thing: is I'm being overly critical. I would I would probably uh, pitch correct myself to hell too. Um, but if I'm gonna give a note, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay um oh i also have this this one here uh so basement alchemy that one sounded great uh yeah. phil phil prentice we've had phil prentice I, yeah teacher. and i highlighted phil prentice as, a, as a somebody that we've seen um and I've, i have a comment here looks like a young george harrison okay um, i i don't know i wouldn't be able to spot george harrison in a line. i mean i definitely won't be able to now but okay um <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, so this is "I Will Steal You Back" from Phil Prentice. I did want to highlight a certain, a specific moment here. Song. Hope you guys like it. Okay. Yeah. When you pull me in, sometimes I almost feel. So Phil Prentice sounds great. Uh, also yep. caught this out, and I was listening to it with <laughs> Lindsay across from me this morning at the at the uh, the outside table, and we both looked at each other at this moment. Um, I, I didn't realize this in the description. Philip says, um, "But extremely disappointed that the audio and video screwed up from one twenty to one forty seven. 
David, I want you to be the judge. Is this a screw up or is oh, this here. is this amazing? Here, let's see. I think that was intentional, man. That was a drop down. Yeah. So uh, After Effects has done something in the last couple years where uh, yeah. before when you would do the RAM preview, it would not play the audio as it was doing the RAM preview. But now it will play the audio along with it yep. as your computer's churning away at the comp and uh, it'll play the audio like that. Um, it, it's and I, I was the first time I caught that it was last year. I think it was like at the beginning of the year. I noticed it. I was playing something back and it just <laughs> slowly it went from um, normal speech. And it's yep. it's one thing to change dramatically. But this thing slowed down. And yeah. It yeah, was amazing. After Effects can't play video <laughs> real time video back for shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You tell that After Effects. Yeah. That's the one thing motion has over After Effects. If it, you just drag a video into it, it'll play it. <laughs> Otherwise, motion is unusable. Uh, I did have one more that I wanted to highlight from uh, Hannah Stokes 4. This one was on uh, SoundCloud. I like this one because it was no Coosty Boy. It was, uh, it was a full band. Oh, yes. I put Hannah Stokes 4 on here. Got it. Okay, Great. here we go. Sometimes I almost feel The picture in my head is just too real It's gonna be how it is to some things you don't change I'm done with telling myself that story How slowly we built these walls in years in pretty good yeah man do you think he does the solo let's see let me jump over here that's going to be about two-thirds of the way in there right yeah nice Not enough stink on it, but, um, you know, it's something. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was great. Did you hear Noor on SoundCloud? Noor? Noor is the only... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only woman we have this week. So let's take a listen to Noor. Her image looks so familiar. I feel like we've had her wrong before.
You know how like people's voices have like a characteristic to them. Absolutely. Like, this sounds like if Cat Dennings released like ah. a record. Like her voice sounds like it would come out of Cat Dennings. Oh, okay. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, this next, I don't know what to make of this. It was so bizarre. I had to co- clip it. Did you see Dennis Berizinal on SoundCloud? I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong. Dennis. Oh, oh, oh. Denny's yeah, okay. I came across Baron that one too. No. This what is okay, it? you featured it. It's not it's not a cover, but I want to listen to it because I did listen right. to let's do it. Since you and is I Is it not a cover? It. I was like, maybe it is. I'm just not hearing it. Mm, no, it is not a cover, but it's, maybe called, it's another I will steal you back. So let's take a listen. <laughs> I love it. He's in a tux with an acoustic, a yeah. twelve string. Я тебя твор семею всех невест, Аполлону коровы мясо, а я гермес. Аполлону дюсы стрелы, а я сатир. Он светлящийся в солнце, а я светлячком светил. This is I will steal you back. Я тебя о двое нас что-то них остальных. It's like a Russian stairway to heaven. Я твою во всех восстаниях своих. Я тобой отворю все уста моей молвы. Я тебя требу на всех площадях Москвы. Do you think he does a solo? Da will steal you back. <laughs> that was cool, man. I was like, it I, was. I I didn't know what to make of it. It was terrific. Yeah, um, I mean, it was very well. It, it a great singer. Yeah. Uh, the last before I get to a couple of things that are not quite covers. Um, is by it's an acoustic. It's acoustic boy, but it's called these selfish things. And I assume I feel like we've done these selfish things on the show before. So that's why I wanted to come back. We have done these selfish things. What's he syncing up with? Uh, this is I Will Steal You Back, Jimmy Eat World's new song. Check it out, it's cool. I think I made the remark last time. This guy kind of looks like Jim. He does. That window over his shoulder kind of reminds me of the single arch. I'm done with telling myself that story. How slowly we built the walls, the years they pile on. I will steal you back. Funny how the smallest lie might live a million times. I 
It's pretty clean. It's got a nice clean sound. Yeah, man. Now, Very present. If I if this were me, when it came to the solo, I, my gut would just be to do it with my mouth, like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, so I'm interested. Wow. Okay. Let's jump to two thirds in and see how we do. Okay. Oh. How slowly we built. Cool. Pretty good. Yeah, a rare acoustic solo. <laughs> um, okay, cool. There's obviously a ton more on the YouTube playlist, um, but I have a couple other things. I'm gonna do this one first because I like the uh, I like the last one. The last one is very like, I, I think I think you would do something like the last one. So this is "I Will Steal You Back, Jimmy" by Eric Throne. I have this in <laughs> acapella, but I think it's like vocal forward. Uh, so let's take a listen. I guess it's acoustic. I don't know why I put it in an acapella. I, I, there's some harmonies in this one. Oh, okay. I thought this was a banjo, but no, it's just a twangy uh, steel string. When you pull me in, sometimes I almost feel picture in my head is just too real yeah i think that's where it was that's what it was yeah Well done. And then finally, did you see the Nielsen family lip sync video 2014? You know, I had a lot of stuff on this my list. No, I didn't. Miller family energy to me. <laughs> so let's take a listen. Let's take a look at Kyle Nielsen's video. Maybe this will be the, uh, I don't know. There's This person's kids are in the video, but it's terrific. Oh, you're going to have to drive. Oh, boy. Oh, Provo, Utah. I wonder if this guy knows Spencer. I'm going to send this to Spencer and ask him if he knows this guy. <laughs> so my buddy Spencer, who is a huge Jimmy World fan, he he uh, listens to the show, and uh, <laughs> do you know this man? <laughs> Here we go. I love just the looping of the kid playing drums. Don't change. I'm done with telling us of that story. How slowly we built the walls. Here's the Um, I totally, I totally agree on the the Miller family energy there. Yeah, <laughs> you guys missed your callings. You guys are so Mormon. 
Uh, the, <laughs> I know, right? We're we are like Jim and uh, and Rick. We just couldn't <laughs> couldn't stick to I, it, man. <laughs> I'm interested in the solo. Oh, it gets dark. Let's take. Oh a look. wow! Okay, Let's take a look. Oh man! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, these kids are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Missed like, my calling. On, hit, 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 and the kids looking like what? <laughs> yeah, I think he reused a lot of that footage of him just kind of doing that little side shuffle thing. Absolutely, and you just re- you flip it, you reverse. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, put my thing down, flip it, and reverse yeah. it. Exactly. Uh, uh, I guess I had it. Uh, yeah. Let me play them real quick. Uh, we've talked about them before. In the UK, there is a Jimmy Eat World cover band called Bleed American, and uh, I think their SoundCloud is called BA Top Secret, which I'm pretty sure, like we've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. Is is this for them to like share back and forth? Be like, oh, here's band practice from the other day, and like we've just come across <laughs> it because they forgot yeah, the market right. is private. Um, but anyway, let's listen to Bleed American play a little bit of. Uh, and you know what? Now let's jump. Let's hear them do the solo because they're the cover yeah. band, right? They're they're yes, the UK yeah. boys. They got to be bringing it. So let's hear them brought it. I like the harmonies. Day. It, it <laughs> so sounds super energy. comfortable doing it, man. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, for sure. I was thinking of uh, uh, J.K. Simmons. You are rushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and that jazz. Yeah, man. Whiplash. That's what it is. Anyway, it yeah. sounds great. Justin, what are your final thoughts on "I Will Still Be Back" by Jimmy Eat World from Damage? It's hard to ignore. It's such a it, it, like you said, man. It builds. It's it gets in your face. Um, there's a certain character to it with the quality that it was recorded. And uh, it's it's hard not to uh, sing along to it, you know, that, especially yeah. when they get to the chorus and just kind of even if it's mouthing to yourself, it's like, I will steal you back. It gets into your brain. It's like uh, it's like an earwig. Yeah. Totally. So it's it's uh, it, that's it, man. I like it. This is a jam. Yeah. There's so much I like about this song. What's funny is there there are songs that will be like, OK, what are we doing next week? This song. OK. And I don't. Couldn't tell you what it was. This song, I knew exactly what it was. the 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 title itself is lyrical. You know, it, it's got right. a rhythm to it. Yeah. Um. So I knew exactly what song we were doing. And off of damage, like I I couldn't tell you what songs are on damage because I just forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't have been able to tell you the song was on damage, but I would have one hundred percent been able to tell you how the song went. And I still love that I discovered all these cool little nuggets. So yeah. uh, this this has shined a light on this song in particular for me because I never went to it on purpose, even though I could call it up at the drop of a hat. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I'll uh, this will this will be more into my rotation. I think uh, uh, as we go. So yeah, man, uh, uh, five stars. <laughs> <for me. laughs> so. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I guess until next time, I'm going to be on vacation. Uh, so while I'm away, everybody be excellent to each other.
And David, I hope that you party on, dudes!